Hey friends, Phil Rare here, and this is It's Rare. We are coming to you, I'm coming to you, I'm coming to you solo today uh, from my kitchen. And everybody knows that I love cooking and I love coffee. And today, I'm making some coffee. And it's a very special kind of coffee that was a gift to me. And I'm not very good at making it, but it's still delicious. And that is Turkish coffee. If nobody's had, if anybody's never had Turkish coffee, I should say. Basically, it's a little bit different than your average coffee. And it's a little bit different process to make it. I think it's just made from regular coffee. But, what you got to do is it's like, it's kind of like powdered. It's really fine. And, uh... You mix it right into the water, kind of like cowboy coffee, if anybody's ever had cowboy coffee or campfire coffee. So you just mix it into the water, uh, but it comes, there's like a special kind of pot you gotta use. I've got this one, it's like, uh, it's copper, I believe. It's got a really long handle that sticks up. Basically, you mix the stuff into the water, you get it heating up, you don't wanna boil it. You don't want to boil it. You, you get it to start to foam a little bit. It's kind of like espresso, you know, you use little tiny cups. But I usually just use one big one because I, I don't like to do everything by the book necessarily. I like to be bad sometimes. So what we're going to do today is make some coffee, some Turkish coffee. We're going to do it the wrong way and uh, have a little chat. So... Uh, first off, and importantly, today is a good day. I went out for a long walk with my dog this morning in the snow. I hate snow. Don't like it. I don't like winter time. But the, uh, the dog likes it, so we go. And it looked like, though it was still snowing... About half of the businesses or more, and probably about half of the residences, looked like some of the rentals, you know, it was a little bit tougher for them to get their sidewalk cleared. But this has been a topic that I, uh, I didn't know that there'd be so many people who would get so offended by the idea of uh, being responsible for shoveling your own sidewalk. Now, I got to tell you a story. I'll start with a story that when I was a young man, when I was a boy, I should say, um, I didn't know why it was important to shovel your sidewalk. I just thought it was, you know, for the mailman and for the kids walking by. And I tried to educate some people a little bit the other day about just some things to think about when shoveling your sidewalk. I didn't I didn't come out at anybody saying that they did a bad job. I didn't uh, even suggest that they do it a specific way. Uh, mostly I just suggested that they think about other people when they uh, when they're thinking about shoveling their sidewalk. So here's so here's what happened is uh, when I was younger I would uh, I'd be in charge of shoveling the sidewalk for my mom at my mom's house 
parents are divorced, so my mom's house, I was I was kind of shoveling the sidewalk, and man, I didn't like it. Nobody likes it. So I would do a bad job. Sometimes I'd just kind of pack it down. You know, I didn't really put a lot into it. It's kind of inconsiderate, you know. There are other people besides me and the three kids on my street and the mailman that need to use that sidewalk. Uh, including the elderly woman that live next door, for instance. I mean, if she ever needed to come over for an emergency or something, I don't know what would have happened. Fortunately, that never that was never an issue. But, uh, anyway, so I, I usually don't like to take things to Facebook, especially complaints, and so I, I tried to make sure that this was not a complaint. And, of course, this will have a small complaint mixed into it, but uh, I said that the way that you should think about shoveling your sidewalk was three steps. And, of course, people gave me more things to think about after that that, that were completely reasonable. Um, but I said the three, thi- the three people, I wanted them to think about people because I think that if you're thinking about people, it, it means more, especially people that you might know. So I said, your mailman, your mail carrier, uh, could be a woman. So your mail carrier is the first person you should think of. Why the first? Well, I don't know about you, but my mail gets here in the morning. And uh, so I want to make sure that they have, I want to make sure that they have uh, a clean sidewalk to walk on. I mean, they shouldn't have to walk through eight inches of snow or however much snow is out there to bring me my mail for whatever they get paid and, you know, however much it costs to send a letter these days. What is it, 55 cents, 50 cents? Something ridiculous. But uh, they don't need to do that. They don't need to have to walk through the snow. They can. Mostly uh, mostly the mail carriers are pretty fit and nimble. Uh, so that's why they're just the first person on the list. So... I think that if you can if you can go out and just think about them, what what would they want? I mean, what what would make it nicer for them? How could you make them have a better day? Well, I think if you just made sure that they had a path. You know, they they don't need it to be super wide. It doesn't have to be perfect. But if you can make it a little bit easier on them, make them ha- make so they have a path earlier in the day when they're going to be needing to use it. And of course, what else happens early in the day is that's when kids are going to school. So I guess maybe you ought to think about that too. If it's a school day, you should think about are there kids walking down your street to go to school, and uh, you know are they injured? Are they healthy? Do they have anything that's going to make it difficult for them to get through it? Is it three feet deep? Is it taller than their head? So that's actually the the second person you should think of is. Uh, what about, was there a time when you got hurt and you had to use crutches or a wheelchair or do you have a friend who, uh, you know, uses a wheelchair to get around to have mobility? Because that's, that's, uh, it's going to be tough for them in the wintertime and nobody expects you to be perfect. So, you know, People that have mobility issues, they know that, you know, it's going to be tough in the wintertime, especially with crutches. You know, it could slide out from under you if it's too slippery. Um, 
if you've got uh, and obviously it needs to be wide enough for them uh, certainly wheelchairs we've got all sorts of guidelines for how wide things need to be for wheelchairs so I think maybe shoveling your snow could probably be uh, another thing to consider along those same kinds of guidelines so you look at the uh, the wheelchair issue and and the other big thing that you should think about with the wheelchairs is uh, the curb cuts so there are obviously back in the 90s we went through and everybody's sidewalk changed on the corner uh, the curb got cut out so that people didn't have to go up over the curb well if you've got the plow going by and piling it up you know a foot deep there that's gonna make it pretty tough for some people to be able to get through and uh, certainly people with that use a wheelchair or even Think about, uh, you know, young mother with with a uh, stroller. Mom's using strollers to get through. They're going to need to be able to, to get through the curb cuts. So that's going to be important for them. And the third person that you should think about, if you want to think about somebody other than yourself, is what about your grandmother or your friend's grandmother? I mean... If you look out there and it's been a day or two, or even if it's been a few hours since the snow stopped, and you look out there and you wouldn't want your grandmother to be walking up, walking past that business, or you know, walking up to your door, or walking at least past on your sidewalk, you know, maybe you ought to think about giving it a touch up. You know, there certainly uh, just because you've done it once doesn't mean you can't look out and say hey you know that I could probably touch that up and because it doesn't look like people can get through there anymore because the plow went by so that's all I'm asking just think about you know a few people other than yourself oh my coffee's starting to get foamy so the way that this coffee works with the Turkish coffee is uh, you slowly heat it up you don't boil it you just slowly heat it up and it starts to get a foam on top and once it starts to get that foam, which is just starting to get, yeah, it's, it's going to take a minute for it to build up. But then you kind of pour that off into the cup. Now most people, so I do this wrong. I told you I do this wrong. Okay, and foam time. Just a little bit. And so, so what I said is that I do this wrong. So, um, I guess it's supposed to be sweet. You know, you're supposed to have sugar in it, stuff like that. But if anybody knows me, they they certainly know that I'm not sweet. And uh, I think my coffee, I like it strong, and I just like it black. So I don't want. I don't want all that extra stuff in my coffee following it up. So so basically the way that this works though, right? So it's it's gotten heated up. I poured off the foam. I heated it up again so it starts to foam again. And then you got to let it just cool for a you take it off. You let it cool down just for a second. And then what you got to do is you got to pour it real slow because remember the coffee's in there. The coffee grounds are in there. So you want to let the coffee grounds kind of settle to the bottom. 
and then you pour it real slow and you leave the last little bit. And then the same thing when you drink it, you wanna leave the last little bit in there. So you don't get a mouthful of coffee grounds. And the interesting thing about Turkish coffee too is that it's got kind of different textures as you drink it. And it kind of starts out a little bit gritty because it does have that, uh, the coffee suspended in the water. And then uh, it kind of changes, it gets light and then it gets strong. And, uh, and then you get kind of the bottom of the cup. And there's even a thing, I, I don't know how to do it, but there's even a thing that they do in Turkey where they basically, they take the coffee and they, uh, when you get down to the bottom, it's just the grounds left. You take it and you take it with, you put the saucer on top of it and you flip it over and you swirl it around and then you lift up the coffee cup and basically what you get is it leaves these little shapes in the sediment, both on the cup and on the saucer. And people think that you can kind of read your fortune from that. That's kind of interesting to me. But uh, certainly I'm not a big believer in fortunes. I think that, uh, you know, life kind of is what it is. And that's good. I think life, life is good. Life should be what it is. Um, this morning when I was, when I was walking the dog, everybody seemed really pretty happy, happy about the day, despite it being cold and snowing and kind of miserable. I even had somebody compliment my dog. People love to compliment my dog. People love to compliment dogs in general. They said, oh, that's such a beautiful dog. And I said, thank you. But I rarely hear people say, oh, that's such a well-behaved dog. And that's my fault. He, he is a pretty, pretty well-behaved dog, but he doesn't do anything that's super exciting. Like, he's not like Airbud, um, which, by the way, I have to make a correction from the last podcast because uh, I did get fact-checked and uh, I, I should have done more research, but I, I just trusted somebody with their facts that there were 17 Airbud movies. And there were only 14. So uh, in case anybody was going to take that to the bank that there were 17 Airbud movies, uh, I just want to make sure that everybody out there is aware that uh, I was wrong and there are only 14 Airbud movies. So uh, make sure to lock that away for, for your next trivia match. And who knows, that could be a trivia question. That could be a trivia question... Uh, that Nate Baker will ask at the Water Street Wine Bar on my birthday, December 26th. Uh, I don't know what time that is, but you can look it up. The Water Street Wine Bar has trivia on Thursdays usually, and so they'll be having it that day on the 26th of December. Um, so yeah, so I guess that's just what I wanted to talk to you about. I wanted to talk to you about the coffee, and I wanted to talk to you about the sidewalks. I guess, you know, the, the question I have for you is so what do we do to make it better um i got some really weird so so the really weird thing about all this whole situation was i said you know think about your mail carrier think about your grandmother think about uh someone who uses a wheelchair and people uh half the people really were thankful for just suggesting a 
different way of thinking rather than just saying, oh, well, you just have to shovel it 30 inches wide um, and put salt on it. You know, I, I don't like to do that. I don't like to, to send, you know, the police to fine you or, or things like that. But um, man, you know, I think the first, the first comment that I got, I, I posted this on Facebook, of course. And so the first comment that I got said, put down the camera and pick up a shovel. Well, of course, I, I took some pictures and I cropped out everything except for just the sidewalk so you could see what I was talking about, um, just as far as uh, what a curb cut was and how, how it wasn't shoveled and, uh, and things like that. And just to think, oh man, you know what, if I did have a disability or if I had issues with mobility or balance, then that would be an issue. Um, so I got put down the camera and pick up a shovel. Well, how can I, I can't shovel everywhere. And I shouldn't have to. And certainly uh, people with disabilities or the elderly aren't going to walk around with a shovel um, because they can't. Or, or maybe some of them can, but uh, they shouldn't have to. So um, so that was one thing that kind of threw me off. And then someone who's, who's kind of uh, who I like, someone who I like, who I respect, who I've had mixed interactions with. Um, some of them that just made me say, huh? And some of them that I'm like, wow, that was really nice. Super nice guy. Um, super helpful guy. But I don't know if it's to be funny or what, but along the lines of uh, if you don't like the way that people shovel their sidewalks, then... Uh, you should just either carry a shovel with you or you should stay off the sidewalks. Well, that's great for me, as I said. And heck, it's great for him. He can get around just fine. But when his wife was pushing his child around in a stroller in the wintertime, I'm sure she was happy when uh, when the sidewalks have been taken care of. It's just a simple thing. So I don't want to, you know, say anything negative about that person. What I, what I do want to do is I want to find ways to, and then of course I got a guy who, uh, said, yeah, thanks for saying this because, and I don't understand why anybody would, would say anything negative or complain that I'd say this because, um, he's had to use every different type of, uh, mobility device from, from canes to crutches to wheelchairs. And soon we'll be using a wheelchair again, uh, to get around the community and, it, and it's for them too. It's for everybody. So it's not just for you. Uh, but what I want to do is figure out how do we frame this? How do we say, you know, I don't care what the law is. The law is like, the law is the minimum and it, and it, it shouldn't even be the law. There shouldn't be any laws about it. We should just be able to have a society where people think about somebody other than themselves and that they say, you know what, I own this strip of sidewalk and it's inside the village and people need to use this to be able to access the community, to access businesses, to access the hospital, to access 
um, the village office, courthouses, what, whatever kinds of things that they need to access. And uh, so it's my responsibility to, to kind of take care of it. And if I can't, to find somebody who can or to pay somebody to do it. Um, certainly I don't have, I wish I had the time, I don't have the time to start a business and just shovel everybody's sidewalk for them. And I don't have time to go around town and shovel everybody's sidewalk for them and, or to go around the state or county and shovel everybody's sidewalk for them, but um, for people to think about that. So I thought about, you know, a lot of people complain, uh, I had somebody suggest a uh, some type of wall of shame type situation, sidewalks of shame, where uh, we would point out the places that do a bad job of it. And that might be effective in some cases. And it's certainly, I don't think, should be the first step, though. I think what you got to do is you've got to talk to people and you've got to educate them and you got to teach them why, why it matters. And that's why I tried to put human faces on it, just to show people why it matters. Why should you do that? Why should you take care of that? Why should you... Uh, why should you try to make sure that it gets done within a reasonable amount of time and that even if some snow gets kicked back up or if there's a drift that maybe you go touch it up, fix it um, and make people want to do it because they know that they're helping somebody else. So so I think the thing that, that I've, I've thought might help more is to find the places who uh, really do a great job. Like uh, when I when I was walking around earlier today, um, you could tell. You could walk around and you could see. Okay, this place, this business, uh, got out and did it really early, and then it snowed on top of it. Maybe that maybe it's time for them to come around and do phase two. Um, this business did it recently, so. Uh, Maybe they did it more than once. Who knows? But at the very least, they're they're trying to keep it clean too, and and like I said, nobody expects anybody to be perfect. And if especially if you're using mobility devices, you've got to expect that it's not going to be perfect for a while. It's going to take time, especially some people own multiple uh, properties that they've got to take care of. So that's all that's all reasonable. But. Some of them, uh, some of the places, some of the houses that I know are rentals, uh, some of the houses that are residences uh, that are owner-occupied, and, and some of the businesses uh, hadn't been touched at all. And, of course, it was still snowing. So I, I don't completely, I'm hoping that if I go out there now uh, that, that they've had a chance to take care of it, maybe they've done that. And knowing that we've got snow coming in the next couple of days rather than letting it pile up and get layers and turn to ice, uh, that they've done a better job of it. So uh, not on here to rant and complain, but that's kind of uh, what I've been thinking about today. And thinking about all the places that did go out there and, and did, did a great job and are doing a great job. So hopefully um, I'll be able to say the same thing, you know, two days from now, three days from now, when the snow is finished, that those sidewalks and entryways and curb cuts are clear enough for people to be able to access the community.
Um, I know uh, it's always frustrating to go out and know that you're going to have to walk through knee-deep snow or even ankle-deep snow. I mean, to know you have got to wear tall boots to be able to get around um, without, you know, making a mess of yourself. So, and on top of that, I've got to thank, uh, I've got to thank all the first responders out there because I heard sirens first thing this morning and I flipped on my scanner. I got a scanner app on the phone. I flipped it on to, uh, to our local, local county and with, it has the police and the EMS and the fire all on there and they were busy. And I heard those sirens and there were accidents and uh, there were there were sick kids that were all getting taken care of and they were making their way through the snow. So just have patience when you're out on the roads. Have patience for people trying to cross the street walking. Have patience when you're driving. Um, and have patience when you see emergency vehicles coming to, you know, kind of make sure to get out of the way for them. And, um, you know, if you see somebody, if you see one of those guys, one of the... Uh, EMTs or uh, ambulance drivers or police that have been out um, or firemen, whatever. Any of the first responders or emergency workers or um, linemen, of course, that keep our power on. Anybody that's out there trying to keep it safe for you, just have patience around them and say thanks. You know, let them know that, you know, obviously it slows your day down, but you appreciate it because it could be you and and that's the other thing when you're shoveling your sidewalk one of my friends had a a father was a fireman and he had a bad injury because somebody didn't take care of their sidewalk and it it really uh changed him for the rest of his life so you you've got to really think that it's you you just don't know what's going to happen on any given day so just be thankful for the people that are out there looking out for you and uh maybe find some way to give back or you know, even if it's everybody finds different ways to to kind of help their community. At least a lot of people do. Most people, I think, like to try to find ways to uh, do good things in their community. So, um, you know, just try to do that. Just try to go be part of it. Find something that that you care for, uh, a cause that you support, and uh, you know, I think it's very common for people to want things to get better but it's rare uh for people to actually take action and and do something that that's going to make a difference so if you have a way if you if you can come up with some way to do something that makes a difference then uh go for it get out there and do it do something rare all right that's it for me for today friends uh, thanks for checking out episode two of It's Rare, and make sure to come back again.